Season two of Hustlin' Soul, what's good? I'm so excited to be back in this space, on this platform, with this podcast, connecting with you guys again. I'm just like, I've been overwhelmed basically all summer <laughs> leading up to this moment, but man, it feels good. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if this isn't your first time, thanks for holding it down. You're a real one because I surely did go MIA on you, but I'm back. <laughs> and if this is your first time tuning into Hustle and Soul, welcome. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. My name is Deja, a Texas girl all day long, and I like to get ratchet. But I also like to have like very meaningful conversations about life and what impacts us as women of color. I like to connect women. I love to create spaces and environments for black women, women who look like me to find community and build friendships and sisterhood and all of that jazz. And so you're just getting what I gave in real life in audio form, but happy to have you. Um, so, I mean, this is just going to be some life updates. Like, first of all, welcome back to work. You're probably at your desk right now or doing something work-related. Hello. Um, hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. I hope you got a plate because your girl did not, but it's fine. Um, but it's all good. It was a holiday weekend. I love holiday weekends. More time in bed uh, and to be a bum because work be stressing your girl out. But anyway, <laughs> I'm so excited to reconnect with you guys and share just some life updates. What you can expect from season two. What the heck happened? Where did I go? What's been going on in that in-between time? All of that. I got you. So let's just think of this as my uh, State of the Hot Girl Summer address versus State of the Union address. Okay? Okay, cool. This one's for all my hotties. <laughs> um, yeah. Life's been so good, y'all. Life has been really good. Um, I'm... 1000% not the person that I was this time last year. Um, I feel like I'm more me than I've ever been before. I feel more free than I've ever felt before. And I really think that the time that I took off from Hustle and Soul allowed me to become who I am today. And I really just feel like, you know, it's true, like, experience is the greatest teacher. Life is the greatest teacher. And there's just like an element of death that I felt like was missing. Not because I didn't have bomb episodes before or great conversations before, but I think I just got so caught up in like everything around me and everything else that went into putting the show together versus just the content and creating from the heart itself that um, I just didn't feel that magic anymore when I was creating for Hustle and Soul. But you know, I was going to push through it anyway. I feel like I had a lot to say coming out of a really tough season. I'm like, on a high, man, like, God just saved me from so much, pulled me out of this really dark place, my family and friends supported me in the most unbelievable ways, I'm like, let me do this self-care summer series to let y'all know about my experience, and let's just, like, talk about it, because it's important, and I was excited, but to be honest, like, I was really rushing the process of, I guess, sharing or getting to the other side, I don't even know if I'm saying that the right way, but, um, I was just so excited about what God had like brought me out of and so inspired to really just like share the importance of self-care but 
though I was on the other side, I didn't really do the work to, like, complete um, the process of, like, healing and learning and understanding everything that I just went through and how it impacted me. And honestly, there were way more lessons for me to learn on the second half of the year coming out of that. And so God was just like, bruh, I'm going to need you to step away from this podcast until I say so. And I'm just like, uh, uh, see, but what happened was I already told everybody I was doing this self-care summer series, you know what I'm saying? And I already put the graphics out and got interviews lined up. And he was like, no. And I was like, but, and he was like, no. And I was like, all right, bro. So, you know, (laughs) I was obedient and I stepped away and lo and behold, like, just in a way better place and way more experience to even talk about some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about. So that's why I'm so excited for season two in the future of Hustle and Soul. It's going to be so good, y'all. I'm in the process of like planning our first retreat in December just had a dinner party this summer like just expect way more from hustle and soul and i have 2018 in the first half of 2019 to thank for that Whew. okay but let's get into these life updates let's start with work so this time last year um i was freelancing full-time i was doing social media management project management personal assisting for a handful of small businesses and influencers and entrepreneurs, startups, you name it. Um, if I believed in their vision and they were cool people and they had that money, okay, I said yes. So um, did that and it was a really great experience. And I just felt so lucky and so blessed and so proud of myself because, I mean, I was 22 years old, living in like a nice apartment, like making more money than I did at my previous job at an agency, um, traveling on other people's dime. Like, I was living my whole best life, okay? Loved it. It was a really great experience Um, and, like, a complete blessing if you think about everything that happened the previous year or, I mean, the first half of that year, which if you scroll on my Instagram, like, down enough, you will learn the whole story. So go ahead and do that. So freelancing was just so fun, and I was so proud to say I'm 22 years old, and this is a life that I created for myself, and this is where my hard work got me. Um, This is where, you know, being reliable and determined and ambitious got me. Like, this life that so many people are working hard to live and to quit their nine to five and pursue entrepreneurship full time. And I'm doing that now and living comfortably like that excited me so much. But I think to um, at a certain point, my identity got too caught up in that Um, and not from a like not being humble perspective, but more so just when it wasn't fulfilling for me anymore or when I wasn't happy doing it anymore, I felt like I had to because that's how people knew me. I felt this weird sense of like shame and guilt for being tired of working for myself, for being overwhelmed, for becoming a procrastinator. Just honestly, y'all, it got to be too much. And my secret prayer that I never prayed out loud was, Lord, I just want to be doing what I'm doing now. But at an agency, making some good money. Because the not-so-Instagrammable, shiny part of entrepreneurship is um, the lessons you have to learn that you only learn through experience and, like, the loneliness of it all. Like, I was making good money, but 
also like contracts fluctuate and people may not be able to renew for whatever reason um and I was always so afraid of not having or not being able to make ends meet that I would just say yes to everybody and what that turned into was me work waking up at 8 a.m going to bed at midnight and forget to brush my teeth or forget to eat or forget to wash my butt and just being like dehydrated and tired and cranky and not spending any time with my family y'all I lived like around the corner from my family and didn't even really see them um and I just was so not happy because like on top of it already being super stressful and overwhelming um I felt like I was doing it alone like I didn't really have that many people who could relate to struggles of entrepreneurship I felt guilty um or like yeah like I said just guilty because it was like I'm supposed to be happy with this I'm supposed to be excited about it I'm supposed to make it work I'm supposed to want this because everybody else wants it you got it so what are you complaining for and I was just like I want to be on the team and I want to be able to come in do my work go home and not even have to worry about it um also because working with so many clients and being so involved with like my own side projects, I just felt like my creative slash energy bank was okay in the negatives, like overdraft. <laughs> and because I was giving it away to so many other people um, for their own success and their own businesses, which I mean, it's not a problem. It's part of my job, but I didn't have anything left over for me. I didn't have anything left that I was excited about her to like pour my whole heart into because I just wanted to sleep. So long story short, um, God actually works in the craziest ways and is like super faithful. And I don't mean to be uh, all preachy or whatever, but just in all honesty, like it's crazy how I ended up at the job that I'm at right now. Because whenever I graduated or when I was approaching graduation rather from college, I came across this agency online um, applied, got called in for an interview, went through multiple rounds. They loved me. I loved them. It was like a perfect match. But then it just ended up being that they were getting acquired by a larger agency. So they weren't going to be able to give me an offer until August. This was in May. Eh, nah. <laughs> Wasn't going to work. So I was super disappointed because I really felt like God told me I was going to get this job or, you know, it was going to work out for this specific agency and it didn't. Um, but fast forward to 2018, whenever I had just lost my job in April and they randomly, like super randomly, I haven't talked to them in forever, hit me up via email and said that they were hiring for a position that they thought I would be perfect for and wanted me to come in and um, interview for it. So I did, thought I was going to get it didn't get it but I swear like when I got home from that interview I felt like God told me you're gonna work there and I thought that was the time and that 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 interview was the opening or the opportunity for that to happen so when it didn't I was just like super bummed like bro you just be playing with my feelings you just be playing with me that's honestly how I was feeling because I wanted to work there so bad um fast forward to August I start freelancing with them and then out of nowhere in January, they offered me a full-time role. Uh, wasn't expecting it, but it's been the biggest blessing. 
I love what I do. I'm a digital content strategist. Um, ain't taking no side gigs, so please don't ask. Love you, but it ain't happening, okay? Um, <laughs> but I love being on the team, working with some really cool brands, and just getting to be creative and challenge myself and work with people. I love people too much to just be siloed and isolated by myself all day working. Um, so yeah, it's been a good transition, and they're giving me money, okay? Okay. So <laughs> that's what's been going on with work. Um... Next life update, I moved back home, uh, not with my parents, but with my grandmother, and this has just been, like, an overall journey and lesson for me in, like, not, honestly not giving a damn <laughs> what other people say or think or how they um, perceive, like, my actions, because, you know, you graduate from college, you get a little job. You're making a salary with some benefits or whatever. You really think you're just doing it. Like, get your apartment. You're going to happy every day. Uh, spending all types of money on who knows what. Just because it's like you were broke. <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck and somehow still affording happy hour. Who knows? But broke for four years in college. Now you got all this money, right? And so... Um, I did all that, and I had the apartment and all the nice, fancy, cool things that one would blow their money on right out of school, and since then, my priorities have changed, um, and, like, I'm thinking more long-term, and, like, my end goal is, like, investment properties and, like, giving to charities and nonprofits and paying it forward, like, all kinds of stuff that I was not thinking about when I was 21, fresh out of college, but to do that, um... Yeah, I could get my own apartment, but why, you know? And I think this is something like, whew, maybe I just thought about a topic. <laughs> but I think, like, in a lot of cases, or this is a generalization for sure, but for the most part, from my experience in the black community, it's kind of like, all right, you 18, you got to work, you got to leave. All right, you out of college, you got to go to work and get your own spot and be an adult and hustle up type of thing. Where, when I think about my friends in other ethnic communities, like, it's not like that. They're welcome to come back home and stay for as long as they need to, as long as they're contributing and working towards something. Um, so, I view this more of as an opportunity for me to be able to reach my end goals and do it um, in a very financially sound way. And also to just spend more time with my grandmother. And so I was excited about that. But then when I started telling people, yeah, I'm moving in with my granny. I'm about to save money. Ew. My commute to work. About to be way less. Ew. And people were just like, oh, okay, that's good. Like, well, I'm sure you'll be out of there in no time. Or, you know, minor setback to a major comeback. And I'm like, uh, I said that. Like, <laughs> I wanted this. And so then it started to make me question, like, is this a step backwards? Am I taking an L by moving back in? I mean, it would be nice to save the money, but I really could get my own apartment. That's a cool thing to do. And it's just like getting so caught up in people's responses to that to where I have to be like, their end goal is not my end goal. What they see is independence and freedom and, you know, what they want or what they think is probably best for me right now and in this stage. That's just their opinion and that's all I have to take it as um and just being so clear about my goals and why I'm doing what I'm doing and standing firm in that just gives me like 
just a new level of confidence to just live life and do things in a way that feels good to me, that feels authentic to me, and that aligns with what I feel like God is telling me to do and what I want to, what I, basically what I want my future to look like. So, yeah, moving in with my granny. That's my girl. We just be kicking it, talking, chilling. Uh, you know, she always got a little bit of tea for me. Okay, so <laughs> it's been great, honestly. Um, so let that be just like some encouragement. If anybody's caught up in feeling like they're not where they're supposed to be or where they should be at in life or, you know, the path that they're taking looks different than those around them. My friend Erin told me this the other day, and it's been sticking with me. Put your blinders up and just focus on you. Keep doing what you have been doing. Everybody's end goal is different, and everybody is just making a series of decisions and choices that line up with what they feel is best for them. And that's all that you're doing right now in your current situation, whatever that is. So stick to it. Don't, don't let these niggas tell you nothing. Nothing, okay? So, yeah, that's living situation update. Check. Uh, the biggest thing for me, honestly, since pressing pause, taking a step back, has just been, like, reevaluating, um, not only where I'm at in life and my goals, but checking in with myself and how I'm doing emotionally. And I've always been someone who, like, thought therapy was important and a good thing, and I never was just like, oh, no, Jesus, that's it, uh, prayer, that's it, that was never me. But when it came down to it, um... And I had thoughts about going to therapy. I was so nervous about it. The idea of going to therapy created even more anxiety for me in general. Just because it's like, you know what's going to happen when you get there. They're going to get to the root of the problem. We're going to talk about all this traumatic stuff from your childhood. And it's like, I can't stunt in front of my therapist. I can't act like it doesn't bother me. Um, I can't pretend things that have happened didn't happen. I can't go in there and just be the strong friend or whatever like the mask that I carry outside has to come off in the therapy room. And I was scared of that because I've just conditioned myself to be hard and to fend for myself. Um, and I was afraid of getting in touch with little Deja or 13-year-old Deja or 15-year-old Deja um, and getting in touch with her and letting her feel is the best way I can describe it, but, um, I just kind of made myself push through those feelings and decided to just ask questions and, like, talk about it and talk to people about how I'm interested or I'm thinking about going, and the more that I did that, the more I found out, like, my friends really be in therapy, like, kudos, because finding out that it was so normal in my friend group, even if it wasn't, like, in plain sight or talked about a lot, so many of my friends were seeing therapists or going to counseling more than I thought. And um, it just made it very normal to me. It made it made me more comfortable with going um, and choosing to go. It helped me make some decisions on what I want my therapist to look like and be like um, and what type of therapy would be helpful for me. And therapy has literally transformed my life. And I think... The biggest lesson that I've learned so far that has been guiding, seriously, how I move, honestly, is um, realizing that I've had this extreme need and I've been conditioned to feel like I need to quantify everything and um, make everything black and white to where it's easy for me to feel like a failure 
um, and everything is so achievement driven. So like, honestly, and we talked about it, a lot of it, or a part of it, it manifested itself or expressed itself rather with my podcast because I would procrastinate episodes. I would stress myself out. I would record and re-record and re-record and re-record and I got so much stuff on this computer that I didn't want to put out simply because like it became less about what I was creating and what felt good and more about the likes or how many followers I was getting or how many streams or how many platforms could I get my podcast distributed on and looking and seeing everybody else around me is creating a podcast and does that mean that mine isn't good anymore well let me get this person from this platform to come on my show and that would increase listens and you know just going very metric driven or even to dumb it down as simple as okay I have a goal of releasing two episodes every month and if I only got up one I felt like I was a flop and a failure when it's like girl ain't ain't nobody holding you to that and if you don't so what who's gonna check you you know but my inner self would just like beat myself up about all the quantifiable is that a word quantifiable Anyway, all the (laughs) metric-driven aspects to not just my podcast, but to life that made me kind of deal with, like, imposter syndrome and feeling like I'm not good enough and questioning my abilities and my creativity and if what I'm doing even matters, if people are even, like, listening or is it resonating or am I just sitting here running my mouth, um... And it really just kind of like made me turn inward and not want to create anymore or create from a space of just like what I think would perform well versus what really felt good. And so I think just a combination of rushing through my healing process like Speedy Gonzalez and um, everything I just said is kind of what made me take a step back. Um, But you know, I be in therapy bi-weekly, okay, getting my life together. Shout out to my therapist. She gets me together um and yeah I'm just like in a new space in a healthier space mentally creatively emotionally um to where again I feel like it's gonna bring more depth to the show and I've learned so much and I'm able to apply so much that I learned in therapy to real life and real relationships um and I can't wait to bring that here to Hustle and Soul so so glad you're here go to therapy if you can I realize unfortunately that therapy is almost like a luxury depending on your finances depending on what your insurance is looking like everybody can't go everybody can't afford some of these like digital um wallet friendly options like talk space and different apps like like honestly it's just not affordable for everyone and I wish that it was but If you do have the means to be able to go to therapy, please go. It will change your life. Like, unfortunately, because your girl was going through some financial struggles, you know what I'm saying? I had to stop. But I decided to go back. And not because anything was wrong, but just because I saw how much I grew um, from each session. And how much easier I was able to breathe and move through life simply for talking about the smallest event that happened with my family or at work that I didn't think really bothered me, but it actually did, or it's actually connected to, like, something that happened when I was, like, 10. Like, just the craziest stuff, and it just helps you to, like, see life with, like, a fresh lens and not take everything so personally and all of that. So 
therapy. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yes, love it. Um, <laughs> what else is new? Um, y'all, okay, so I got a lot of like real friends who listen to my podcast. Shout out to y'all. Love you guys very much. Um, so if you know me, you probably know about my little two week rule slash situation where I don't know if it's a Sagittarius in me or what, but I can never like stay interested in a guy longer than two weeks. Like literally by day 12, I'm like, nice to meet you. Bye. Uh, this was great, but no thanks. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I know that a lot of that is like a defense mechanism, um, and just keeping myself guarded and, you know, we're working that out in therapy, so you ain't got to come for me. Okay. I'm dealing with it, but, um, I know that has a lot to do with it, but I decided I wasn't going to like stick so much to like going into relationships or conversations or whatever with guys with that in my head that they're not going to make it past two weeks. Cause honestly, what you think expresses itself in real life, like the more you think it, the more you say it to yourself, the more likely it is that that will happen. And I was having fun being single. Like, I was impressed to be in a relationship at all. But I know that eventually I do want to be in one. I know that I'm currently open to one. So, you know, your thoughts have to match the actions. And the actions have to just all be in alignment with what you want out of life. And... I read something, I can't even remember where it was from or what it said specifically, but it was something like your mind can't interpret the difference between when you're saying something as a joke and when you really mean it, or when you're saying something negative to someone else versus when you're saying it about yourself type of thing. And that just really stuck with me because I'm like, wow, like I'm making all these jokes and saying, oh, you know, fine auntie forever. I'm I'm cool with being the fine TT. I'm fine with being the rich auntie. I don't need no man, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm creating that environment for myself. And I mean, not that I'm ready to settle down again. <laughs> I am not ready <laughs> to settle down and get married. No time soon or anything like that. But just, you know, like your language is important, I guess. So we just have to be very mindful of what we speak into our environment and to ourself and um into our future and so you know I was doing better about that and I explored dating this hot girl summer I know but I I feel like you if Meg said it's hot girl summer and she got a man I felt like you know what I can have a man to have hot girl summer too so <laughs> I did explore dating um I feel like the relationship taught me so much about myself in the sense that like I'm just so sure of myself now like, it's crazy because I, I really used to struggle with being a people pleaser um, or being like a man pleaser whenever I was dating someone and shrinking myself, uh, just trying to be like ride or die and all of that. And it's like, I'm so sure of myself and what I want and what I will stand for and what I won't, what's working and it's what's not working and being okay with that and standing firm in that. Just like what I was saying about moving back in with my grandmother I'm just like so sure of myself shout out to therapy but um yeah and I feel like dating has really shown me that and taught me the relationship taught me more about myself than anything and I guess I don't know if it's like a Texas thing or a southern thing but I feel like we're just so conditioned to like date to find your husband and 
I don't get me wrong. Like, dating with purpose is great. Like, I don't believe you should be wasting your time in a relationship with someone you don't see it going far with or long term with. But whenever you're dating with the end goal of, like, I want this man to propose to me or I want to get married or I want to be his wife or this is going to be my future husband and start planning y'all's future together in your head and, like, bending and shaping to honestly get the ring. <laughs> um it's like you miss out on so much. Like, you miss out on all the lessons and so much about, like, learning about them, learning about yourself, learning about what you do like, what you don't like, what feels good to you, realizing, you know, what you're okay with or what you liked in the beginning versus three months down the line. What does that look like for you versus a year down the line? Um, what does it look like? Is it still the same? Is it still working? And I feel like we've just been so trained to, like, the end goal and the prize is to get proposed to. And it's like, nah, I want to keep evolving. I want to keep growing. I want to be good and happy with myself, whether this person is here or not, whether we have a happily ever after together or not. And so I think going into relationships and dating with that mindset of like, I don't own this person. This is an experience. This is a lesson. And if we have to work out amazing, um, has been very, like, freeing for me, too. And give me more confidence as a woman, like, 1,000%. So, that's my dating update. But you go, you know, uh, Mama D, she says she's single again and back on the prowl. I'm single again. I'm out on the prowl. I thought he was perfect. I don't know how. I'm single again. Out on the prowl. I thought Ernest was perfect. I don't know how. But you know what? Put on that ass too fat. Woo woo. Put on that ass too fat. Woo woo. No shade. Just, you know, it's just a song. It's just a song. Something. It's just a song. Um, <laughs> no, but for real. He's great. Um, just, you know, transitions. And I think this is another big lesson for me. Transitions are not always bad. Transitions are not always good. They are just transitions. They are just what's necessary um and I'm just so hardcore sticking to only doing what feels good and only doing with what aligns with like my spirit and my end goal and what I want out of life and remaining confident in myself and what I told myself beforehand you know and sticking to that and not letting anybody talk me out of it if I don't really feel like that's the way I want to go so yeah, but I mean, I'm just so excited for season two. I'm glad you're listening. I'm so thankful that you're here. Uh, let's do a hot girl summer roundup, shall we? I have been like nose first diving into just learning about myself and growth and evolving and just like, I don't know, getting to know this new Deja, this evolved Deja. So some of my favorites what have I been up to this summer books let's start with books four agreements I don't know what took me so long to get around to this book but listen I wholeheartedly believe everybody should read the four agreements um man you ever read a book and it's like it's so good that you like prolong reading it and you just take it so slow because you don't want the book to end 
Ugh, that is a four agreements for me. It's so good. So that's been my summer read. I'm also reading The Truth About Man by Devon Franklin. And next up on the docket is More Than Enough by Elaine Wiltroth. But she's so cute. I got to meet her and take a picture with her with a group of my friends this summer. And I just love her. She's the best. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Do do you think I should bring the Hustle & Soul book club back? I don't know how I feel about it yet. But, I mean, I'm open to, to suggestions. Let me know if that's something you'd be down for. Um, music. I am obsessed with Mac Ayers. I'm obsessed with Summer Walker. I am obsessed with Meg The Stallion and Fever and anything she freaking breathes on. Texas girls just do better. Just saying. Um, <laughs> and who else have I been listening to? Sir has a really great album out now. Um, podcasts. I am not a hater. I'm not going to sit on my own podcast and be like, eh, I ain't shouting out other podcasts. Eh. Um, but some good ones that you can listen to. Uh, New York Times has a podcast out right now. I think there's only two episodes so far. It's called 1619. It's like almost documentary style. Basically following um, different aspects of where we've come as black people from the year 1619 to now, which 1619 is a year that the first slaves were brought over to America. So it's super informative. Um, the narrator's dope. She's super smart, super intelligent, um, challenges your thinking a little bit, and ch- makes you unlearn and relearn certain things that you probably, you know, forgot that you were taught in school or maybe even never knew. So it's a really good one. The Daily by New York Times. If you're like me, like, I, the news is just too depressing, okay? I can't just sit there with the news on all day. I can't. I have the, the top, uh, key alerts from CNN. That's on my phone. And, um, I listen to The Daily. So The Daily is a podcast also by New York Times. I think I just mentioned that. Um, but they basically just follow and report on all the top political, societal news, um, international focus on America, pop culture, politics, whatever it is, the hot stuff, they produce it and put it out every day. That's a really good podcast to stay up to date. Um, don't know if you guys follow 29 Unbothered. That is literally one of my favorite platforms or Instagram pages to follow as a black 20-something. Um, but Refinery29 has a sub- category or sub brand called um 29 r29 unbothered and so four ladies from the r29 unbothered um sub brand they are part of different roles i guess i should say refinery 29 like one's a fashion editor one's a content strategist one's a managing editor um another is a social media manager but they're all black women who work at refinery 29 and have a really great podcast called go off sis it's so cute they all have their different personalities, and they've been talking about some, like, heavy hitter topics like homophobia with black women and in the black community, um, being black in corporate, black friendships between women and what that looks like, just some really great topics. So I would have to say, I mean, aside from the read, because duh, those are my favorite podcasts that I'm listening to right now. Oh, and if you're, like, a history nerd or, like have this weird obsession with the 90s like me there's a podcast on freaknik uh it's called like a paradise loss or something like that it's so 
good. It's like you're listening to a documentary. It's so good. It has like two short, uh, Bun B, all these people on there. They got, uh, they even got, um, Uncle Luke on there. Like, oh my gosh, listen to it. It's so good. I always listen to it on my way to work, but season one is done. So yeah, go listen to those podcasts and shows. What have I been watching? Okay. So Queen Sugar, um, I'm, I still haven't forgiven Nova, but it's fine. Power's back. I want the old theme song back. I didn't think they were going to kill Angela. I just got a lot of problems with that show right now. Um, also, Tyreek just irritates me all the time. Also, I'm tired of Tasha walking like her feet hurt 24-7. Like, the show just... <sighs> I'm glad this is the last season, but I'm also, like, anxious AF because I have no idea what's about to happen. Um, but I'm glad it's back. I just got put onto Big Little Lies. I think the show is over, but it's so good. Euphoria, Bomb. What else have I been watching? Um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I mean, on Netflix, there's a cool new show. It's a reality show with the celebrity stylist Jason Bolden um, and his husband, Adair, and Jay is in studio. So he's a celebrity stylist. He's like besties for the resties with Taraji P. Henson and Gabrielle Union. So it's a really cute like non-scripted refreshing reality show um I just the representation factor of seeing like two men of color in a healthy um I guess relationship doing business with each other being successful you don't really see a lot of that on tv so that's a good watch um yeah that's my hot girl summer roundup Y'all, that's what I be doing, which praise the Lord for my job where I can go in. I know at 545, I'm leaving, go to the gym, come home, read a book, teach myself how to cook something new and watch some shows and just chill and put that energy, creativity deposits into my bank. So that way I can come back to Hustle and Soul and just contribute here and you know, incorporate some of the things I've listened to or I watch and just be inspired. Like I'm just in a really good space to be inspired again. Like literally so never ever listen to other podcasts or listen to music or watch TV or do nothing because I was sitting up on Photoshop all day or just working or writing or whatever. So if I sound a little bit excited about these books and shows, that is why. But anyway, so excited about season two. So much in store. Um doing things a little bit different um so in the upcoming episodes I will be shouting out black female-owned businesses that I love um that I want to spotlight obviously I don't know all of them under the sun I wish I did and I wish I had the money and the coin to pay and buy all their products and services but I don't but this is where the community around Hustle and Soul comes in. So if there's a black female-owned business that you love, that you would love for me to shout out or spotlight, or even if it's you and your business and you want me to shout you out, I ain't mad at you, girl, okay? Go ahead and send me a message on Instagram at hustle.soul. Just send me a DM. Um, if it's you, tell me a little bit about your business, what you do, and let's connect there so I can learn more about you and spotlight you um, appropriately. And if it's another company, you just want them to get some more follows or get some sales and shout them out, send me their page. Let me know a little bit about them, why you love them, and I will share that on the show. I'm super excited also about listener letters because I love giving my unsolicited advice because I'm a Sagittarius and that is what we do. <laughs> But, um, I got an opinion for everything, honestly, but just to bring, um, another dynamic to the show, 
um, my co-hosts or my guests that will be on these episodes with me will read over the messages and share what you guys have been saying and asking about and our response to them all of that jazz so that will be super fun we got some really good questions um i have an episode coming up a surprise episode i'm gonna drop on y'all sometime this week so just be on the lookout and make sure you're subscribed but some really 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 good questions came through that we got the opportunity to answer which is so fun but yeah wow it's just it feels a little weird being back on the mic to be honest but i'm excited um, Hustle and Soul is honestly just a safe space, a community for us as black women to listen and connect and uh, share our experiences about being black and being 20-something or in our 30s and navigating the space between who the world is telling us we need to be, who we've been taught and shown that we need to be versus who we really are and what's really important to us and what we're passionate about and what feels good to us. Um, so just super excited to be on this journey with you guys um follow me on instagram hustle.soul you can follow my personal page deja riley and let's connect let's get into it i'm so excited season two let's go thank you for listening thank you for subscribing leave a review if you love me Follow the page, share this with your friends, drop it in your group messages, all of that, okay? Um, so excited. I'm so glad you're here. Like, I didn't think it was going to be this exciting for me. I was more so overwhelmed and full of nerves, but it feels like home, okay? It feels like home. It feels like I'm back doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I just thank you for being patient with me, for holding it down, for being along for the ride. Uh, so much in store. I'm excited to see where where this platform goes honestly because I'm just like doing everything from a place of peace and not pressure and just letting it unfold and happen organically so hustle and so we're back I will see you guys sometime this week with a new episode that's exciting um you can catch the replay of some episodes from our archives uh we have some phenomenal guests some really fun conversations some very serious ones that are necessary if you want to go back and press play on some of the oldies but goodies also i had a live dinner party i had a super live dinner party and i created a super live uh playlist for that too it's called the hustle and soul hot girl summer soiree playlist because that was the name of my party so um i'll have that link in the description of this podcast episode it's on spotify so you can listen and just vibe at work or in your car or wherever we got everything from freaking beverly and maze to hot girl meg to i think it's some mariah carey on there obviously some beyonce we got a little bit of everything so that's there for you to enjoy again thank you for listening this honestly means so much to me i know there's like maybe not exciting of an episode for you if you don't care about my life and my life updates i'm sorry but you're gonna get it anyway but thank you so much for just being supportive and listening and share this with your friends like subscribe let me know what topics you want to talk about let me know if you want to get on the show i mean i'm down for that too um but yeah this is good it feels good i'm excited to be back love you guys thanks for listening and i will catch you on the next episode bye